Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, with co-host Chris Michaels here on the America Out Loud Network. We've made it to Friday, which means we have a ton of topics to cover. All the things that happened this week, we got stories about Ted Cruz, Vivek Ramaswamy. We're going to talk about Tucker Carlson and so much more. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, everybody, to the Friday recap of America Emboldened. I'm Greg Bolden, your host, with my co-host, Chris Michaels, here on this lovely Friday. Chris Michaels, how are you doing today? Oh, it's great. It's a birthday week for me, so I'm celebrating being a Virgo. I've had wonderful steak. I've had wonderful wine at Vineyards, and uh, I've been in a political vacuum. So you're going to teach me this week. And you've done all that before recording this show. You've been at the winery all day, or was this yesterday? (laughs) No, no, no. The Vineyard was today. Uh, I didn't go. See, the problem with Vineyards is that you have a lot of people that go there, and they get a obliterated and i'm not one of those people i can't i can't do it i, I have no desire to recover from the obliteration so i, I just did a few samples here or there in this yeah I, I just don't drink anymore like i i gave up alcohol uh last august not the august that we're in but uh, the august before so it's been about a year since i've been uh touching alcohol and uh, i don't miss it I, I gotta be honest yeah um and you know i'm, I'm kind of going on this health journey anyway i've i haven't had any processed food uh, or, I mean, there's some processed, I guess, right? Because you got to cut the chicken and get it into the package. But I haven't had anything with added additives and sugars or anything like that. Good. I haven't had any sweets in a week. And I got to be honest, I'm a little annoyed. I'm a, I'm, I'm a lot more high energy than I normally am. I've been waking up early with lots of energy, which I find really odd considering I've cut out all the sugar. But uh, I'm looking forward to like seeing where this goes. This has been... Uh, quite a ride just the first seven days, but I'm told it takes 21 days to detox yes. from sugar. Yes. It takes, uh, what is it? 21 days to break a habit yeah. and 90 to create one or something or 60 to create one. Um, that was from my old, uh, life coach stuff, especially okay. dealing with relationships because you know, you get that, you get that 21 days of, Oh my God, what did I do? You know, it, yeah, you I mean, right I've been thing, asking myself right? that every day. It's like, I, I think that, uh, you know, here this Friday night, my wife is picking up pizza for the kids. And I'm like, do I cheat and have a slice? No, I don't. I'm not going to. But I mean, don't do it. that's the temptations that are going on right now don't in my life. It. So when you when you stopped alcohol, let me ask you a yeah. question. Did you really crave sugar? Um, No, I didn't. Uh, it, no. I, I didn't crave sugar. Matter of fact, I, alcohol for me wasn't a difficult thing to quit because I didn't drink that much. I was more of a social drinker. Like, you know, people come over mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, I might have one too many sometimes just hanging out with everybody, having a good time. But uh, if, if I drank, you know, two times a month, 
that was about my max. It was just, I kind of would heavily drink during those two times and I'd wake up the next day with a headache (laughs) and not feeling well. So I don't miss any of that, like not feeling well. And as I've gotten into my mid forties, like it just becomes rougher and rougher from what it used to be. So, you know, I I don't miss it. When I was living in Arizona, Mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up in New York, uh, it's a different mindset when it comes to alcohol. Like you can go to happy hour, have one or two drinks and then you're, you're on your way. Right. But when right. I was living in uh, Arizona, it was, if we have a drink for happy hour, that's it. We're going all the way. And it's like, no, what, why it's Tuesday. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have an appetizer and maybe, maybe a cocktail. And that's about it. <laughs> I, I don't need to go hard on a Tuesday. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Um, so look, uh, I don't understand why people, when they get our age, are still going hard during the week. Like you got jobs, you got responsibilities. For me, I got the children I got to get places to. You know, you have someone who loves you, you got to be present for and stuff as well. So, I mean, and you got Chi Chi back there, you know, the show observer. And so, you know, we got all these people we got to take care of. We can't be living our lives inebriated. So, what, you know, what really would really hurt me a little bit? Yep. Our age. Our age. Oh, now into the fourth decade. <laughs> well, well, this is this is this is a perfect segue. So, happy fortieth! Welcome to the age of refinery. Welcome to the age where you don't have to take S H I T from anybody. Oh. Welcome to the age where you just live your best life. I mean, this is a good place. But I, I, I gotta, I gotta start off the show. Have you seen? one of the stupidest video clips I've seen so far, and it's Ted Cruz. Have you seen what Ted Cruz did yesterday? No. I heard he flubbed again, and he, and he, and he took the bait on a fake you video, right? Well, <laughs> not necessarily. So, you know, he's been talking about Bud Light, right? Right. Well, you got to hear this uh this segment that he has coming up here in just a moment i, I want to get the uh audio so i think there's like a an advertisement at the beginning of the beginning no, of we this. don't want that and i don't want the advertisement in, in this so uh make a long story short uh there is somebody from the united states national institute on alcohol abuse and alcoholism that wants to suggest the recommendation for alcohol consumption should be reduced to two drinks per week at some unknown future date and so Ted Cruz took <laughs> Ted Cruz took the Newsmax to comment about this. What do you think about this? Well, I mean, who's going to say that you should drink more alcohol? What what government agency says? Yeah, no, no, no. One drink per night. That's that's not enough. You should have two or three. So, uh, all right. So, what? Who who laid out the bait, and why did Ted Cruz bite on it? I don't know enough about this story. What, so, what happened? So he goes on to Newsmax and he has a bunch of people at this brewery behind him. And obviously this is like a really ill conceived social media moment where they're like, this is really going to be great for Ted Cruz. And he looks like a total loser in this. <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, let me uh, see if I can get this clip here queued up. I got in just a few moments, I just got to get through the advertisement as I queue it up here, but I'm going to click I on mean, the present screen and stuff and get this Ted, set up too. Ted Cruz looked like a loser from day one to begin with. Yeah. I mean, he, he should have been in what the Adams family. Wasn't he a good ringer for uh, grandpa monster? <laughs> yes, he was Right. with that nose. Uh, here you we know, go. Holy smokes. All right. You ready for this? 
I'm ready. I've girded my loins. All right. So here we go. Ted Cruz finds new beer-related scandal to get mad at. All right. So this is directly from Newsmax. Let me turn up the volume so everybody can hear this. One of the one of the things I saw going on was a little back and forth between you and Stephen King. And it was on, on the basis of the Biden has an alcohol czar. Now they have a czar for everything. They want to make sure they, you know, yep. they have control over you from cradle to the grave. There's an alcohol czar who now says... What do you say? Two beers per week is the recommended yep. allowance. Uh, Look, Eric, tell us about it, it. It is nuts. Number one, why the hell does Biden have an alcohol czar? We, we don't need czars in the United States. But number two, what is it with liberals that want to control every damn aspect of your life? Biden came in. One of the first things they wanted to do was ban gas stoves. New York State has now done that for new construction. They're trying to go after and regulate ceiling fans. I got to tell you, it's hot in Texas. We don't want to get rid of our ceiling fans. And now these idiots have come out and said, drink two beers a week. That's their guideline. Well, I got to tell you, if they want us to drink two beers a week, frankly, they can kiss my ass. No. Okay. Um, Senator, I, uh, I brought a beer to drink worse. with you. I'll drink this non-alcoholic beer with you because I'm not allowed to drink on camera, but... <laughs> This is horrible. I'll have, I'll have a sip. Well, meantime, look, I, I got to say, so what, have you ever seen a brand do more damage to itself than Bud Light, which, which single-handedly seem to destroy themselves? So I'm glad you're not drinking a Bud Light. Personally, I'm fond of Shiner Bach, which is a good uh, tech Texas brand. I've been to the Shiner mm. Brewery in Shiner, Texas, and I recommend it. And I promise you, this is not alcohol-free beer down here. <laughs> this guy. Mm. God, what is that? Can this guy get any cringier? Oh, God, and that stupid shirt he was wearing. I, uh, what are you trying to prove? But the best part <laughs> is, how long did the ranchers have to sit there with oh. their beers waiting for their cue? Which tells me it's all pre-planned. It was a moment. And the fact that this dude on Newsmax has a non-alcoholic beer waiting for this moment to join him. This is all planned. When you talk about the smoke and mirrors of media and manipulating the masses, this is a manipulated moment. This is a some type of really uh, bad press relations between Newsmax and, and Ted Cruz. It is it's crazy. Even, it's horrible. It's not even good. It's not even like, oh, let's try. <laughs> How long do you think he was? he had those people standing there for? <laughs> Probably like how, how thirty minutes. Do you think they are? <laughs> they're not the oh, back. Okay. <laughs> they're not the backbone of the corporation. There of the farmers. They literally found their feet oh. planted in the ground because they hadn't moved in thirty minutes. Oh God, we we, we need somebody like Trump to put him back in his place. You know, start we, talking about how he's related to <laughs> who was it? Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was that? Yes. It? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I had, I had, I thought that went so well into the start of this conversation with alcohol. I was like, how could I leave that off today's show? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance, you know, if you're watching this, obviously you saw it. If you're listening to this, you got to check out the Newsmax footage of the, the farmers behind him and the ranchers behind him all with their beers. And even the way he snaps the beer. Real like cocky, like, look at me. I got a beer. I'm Ted Cruz. Look at me. He doesn't drink beer. When you know, people need help, I run off, to Mexico. Mm, it's yummy. A, it's a spit take as soon as that camera is off. Oh, absolutely. Just, <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you I think mean, what do you think he's drinking? Uh, you know what? He seems like a whiskey or a bourbon type. 
Uh, although, if he's Ted Cruz, maybe a mezcal. Not going to put it past him or a little tequila. Um, but I, he seems to me more like a whiskey or, or, or rum. Not, not a rum uh, or bourbon type. Yeah, well, so I guess that's what he parties with. All right, this brings me to you celebrated your birthday. You celebrated your birthday. And so, you know, from this audience to you and your audience, I just want to, on behalf of everybody, wish you a happy birthday. (laughs) But I want to tell you, it's a good thing that your birthday was this week and not this weekend. Because did you see the news coming out of New York? No. Apparently well, you haven't. I mean, but, I was in New York City. I can tell you about what I saw. Let me tell you. New York City oh, no. is going to be yeah. using drones to monitor the backyard parties in the city this oh, weekend. For what? Because for what? they've gotten reports of overcrowding. And Trump they want flags. to make sure <laughs> if a caller states there's a large crowd, a large party in a backyard, we're uh, going to be utilizing our assets to go up and go check on that party. Has Daughtry, the assistant New York Police Department commissioner, said at a press conference, "Yes, Officer Asshat, thank you for doing that job." Let me tell you. Let me ask you this question. Yeah, Daughtry, is that Irish? Uh, yeah, it sounds it. Okay, so then maybe he should put the drones onto Irish households so they stop having so many kids. What are they up to? Like nine, ten kids on average now? Yeah. So, please. <laughs> when I when I was in New York City last weekend, um, I will tell you this. Uh, I went through Times Square and there were people dealing drugs on the concrete dividers for construction. So they were there chopping it all up, putting it into lines, divvying it up between people. Uh, We saw people relieving themselves in one form or another, either number one or two, uh, right in the open, right in the right in the entrance of a of a of a uh, what's it called a subway station, right? And then uh, we saw people pleasuring themselves in front of everybody as well, right in the entrance of a subway station. So New York City is not what it was. <laughs> so I thought this was going to be a fun time like it was five years ago, four years ago. Um, but it ain't that no more. And you, you really have to watch out for landmines as well. Human landmines, as, as the saying goes. So it is... A completely different place. You, you really don't oh. want to be there at night. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't been in the city of New York in a while. I go to Brooklyn every once in a while to see family, nothing. but I have not been downtown Manhattan, and I don't miss it. I don't miss it. And, you know, one of the reasons why I don't go there is, let's be honest, you know, Biden put out this video last week where he stood in front of a whiteboard, which made like an instantaneous meme, by the way. I mean, if you guys haven't seen Joe Biden in front of it, the memes that came off that whiteboard were absolutely stunning. Oh, they pull up that well, for everybody too while you're going ahead. Let me ask you this question: Do you think Mitch McConnell was partying too much, or do you think it's the big one? Did Ooh. you see what happened today? I did yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Two days ago, I guess. Uh, he uh, he went back into another like trance, and they're like, "Are you going to run in 2026?" And it's just like, you know, you could hit him with something. I'm trying to hit myself. Like, oh, it was unnerving. It was like, oh, boy. there's nothing. The lights are out. You know, I had said that I believe that he was having some type of focal seizures yeah. about a month ago when that happened. I think that's confirmed at this point. And, you know, these 
individuals, I'm being polite with my words today, these individuals like Dianne Feinstein, even the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, Mitch McConnell's, there's got to be age limits for serving. I mean, uh, this is this, if this isn't evidence for that, I don't know what is. Or even Joe Biden falling upstairs <laughs> repeatedly, like, often, every time. <laughs> you know, or, so or, come on, guys. <laughs> so, so this is uh, Joe Biden at this point uh, with his meme wall. Right, he he was sitting there, and uh, he has this whiteboard in front of him, and so. Mm-hmm. There it is. And now people are like, if anyone ever thinks about a recession, we just get Taylor Swift to extend the errors tour <laughs> and underneath. I want to share your, my economic vision with you. These are so like... funny. Hold on. Hold on. I got, I got to share this with you. Let me pull this it up for the screen like for everybody the... else. Vision, economic vision. It, it looks like his economic vision is, is buying bulk depends. All right, here it is. Check this out. Oh no! <laughs> it's become a meme. I love the squiggly lines. So <laughs> again, I drew something just like that a couple of decades ago. <laughs> decades ago, hopefully not on your fortieth. I mean, this is great. I mean, do these people not realize what's going to happen on the public relations side at this point in time? It's it's impossible. It's impossible for them to justify this guy. And, you know, I think they're going to kick him out because mm-hmm. now you hear all those rumors. Um, that they, they have audio of him accepting bribes and trying to strong arm people into taking bribes. So this is their way out. But uh, like we, you and I spoke about this before, too. And we can get into this after the break. Who do you yep. think is going to be the next person? It could be Newsom. It could be Big Mike. Who knows? Yeah. But they, they can't do this again. They can't. No, and they if they can't. do, then they're going to try and, you know, off them in some way. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you, that, well, we'll get to that on the other side yeah, of the break. We'll get to that because that, that goes into the whole, we got to talk about uh, Tucker and the Wagner group. I got exclusive yeah. video that is, might shock people in just a moment. Not exclusive video. It's published, but I have video that's going to shock Chris Michaels because I know for a fact he's been busy today drinking at a winery and he doesn't know the video footage that I have. So it's going to be awesome. All right, everybody, take our first break right here, everyone. It's the Friday recap with uh, Greg and Chris here on America Emboldened. And be sure to go over to americaoutloud.store to check out all the sponsors on the America Out Loud network to help keep all of this programming coming right to you. Right back after the break, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. 
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show here with Greg and Chris on the Friday recap. We're having an awesome time talking about what's been going on this week. And I just teased right at the end. I got video for Mr. Michaels. Mr. Michaels, what happened to the Wagner Group leader? I think it's Avengi Pritzkazin, or I don't know how you say his name. What happened to him last week? I think he was blown up. <laughs> you think he was blown up? Well, I thought he scattered to the four winds. Well, I didn't think he was blown up because I said the only evidence we have is they released a manifest and said, "Up, oh, he's dead." Well, guess what? Now let me. Did you find the second plane? I, I got something better for you right now. You ready for this? Oh. Yes. Right, we gotta fill in the uh, subtitles underneath as I do this. All right. So we're, we're going to make sure that people can see and can hear this. Let me blow up the screen for the viewers and for the listeners. I shall translate. Let me pull the volume down. Here we go. For those discussing whether or not I'm alive, how am I doing? It's the weekend, the second half of August, 2023. I am in Africa. So fans of discussing my elimination, intimate life, earnings, or whatever. As a matter of fact, everything is fine. There he is. There he is. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised because this isn't the first time he died Correct. and came back to life. Correct. <laughs> I thought you'd love that. I thought you'd be like, this oh, is great. great. And I'm so glad that you did not know about that till you watched it. That's What's your great. reaction? Uh, I'm not surprised. Um, so, because the first thing is that a lot of people don't know about is that there were two planes that day. And so you had one plane that uh, did a U-turn back into Azerbaijan. And then the other one was supposed to go, I think, to St. Petersburg or Moscow or one or the other. And that's the one that blew up. And miraculously, there were people there with video, videotaping the explosion and, and the, the rapid Just descent to towards the earth. Right place, right time, yep. right? <laughs> so I am not surprised at all. And uh, now that we're seeing all these coups erupt across Africa in this gameplay to get those raw materials, I, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, they're rounding up the French. Uh, they've, they've isolated the French embassies everywhere because the Francophones, they're not in a good spot. They've been done, doing some horrible things to Africa for a very long time, <laughs> especially the Belgians. Mm -hmm. 
oh, the Belgians are, are some of the worst. You could even consider what they did in the Congo. Um, and what's also interesting that not a lot of people know about, thanks to Joseph Farrell and I think Gorbachev, Gorbachev spilled the beans that Germany has an area 51 in the middle of the Congo. So what are the Germans looking at? What kind of technology do they have from World War II that they were still experimenting with in the middle of the jungle? Wonder where this guy is. <laughs> All right, so so Wagner, I'm so glad that I got to show you that. You know, he's in the Congo. He, he's there and he's Ooh. driving through. I mean, I, okay. <laughs> I just said he's in the Congo. I have no evidence that the man is in the Congo. Just to make, he's on safari somewhere. He's in Africa, according to oh, his yeah. words. I'm just trying to tie it all together to Germany because that would be a really killer story if that was the case. <laughs> he's over there raiding Area 51 for the Germans. <laughs> all the Russians want their tech back. <laughs> you, still, you promised it to us after Dernitz signed the document that everything's over. <laughs> Oh, that's great. But we want it back. <laughs> What's funny, too, about World War II is that if you go over and look at the way Japan surrendered, they surrendered everything, right? right. Hirohito gave up the gave up the ghost. Uh, no more military, Navy, Air Force. Everybody said every, we're done, right. right? But if you go into <clears throat> looking at the document that Dernitz signed, who was the leader of Germany after Hitler, uh, you know, did whatever he did, or supposedly did whatever he did, the Nazi party never surrendered. The Wehrmacht did, the Kriegsmarines, the Luftwaffe, all those agents, uh, the uh, military outlets, they surrendered, but the Nazi party never surrendered. Hmm. So what's that about? <laughs> oh, hello, Angelo. <laughs> what does your background look like, Miss Merkel? <laughs> was that a picture with you and Ava Braun, maybe? <laughs> so so, so let, let me ask a question. Maybe. What was signed in World War II? by uh the chief of staff of the german uh, army alfred jodel because i thought he I, had a surrender sign may 7 1945. he did for the wehrmacht uh surrendered so that the luftwaffe surrendered the kriegsmarine surrendered not the nazi party ah see i learned something today on my show thank you for my history lesson joseph farrell goes in depth on all of that and it's like okay guys so if the party didn't if the party didn't surrender because there's you know right. the emperor of Japan you know you really don't hear from him very much anymore right <laughs> the king of England you still hear from him and i think he's got a lot going on in the background but the, this whole idea that the nazis never surrendered hmm. well the, the implications of that are, are enormous yeah i never enormous. i mean I, I was never taught that and never looked into that beyond what I thought was when the Third Reich surrendered. That just covered everybody, and I, I didn't know that that was the case. So that is a uh, that's pretty darn interesting. Now I you, you're going to send me down a series of shows where I try to debunk oh, no. what you're saying. And the last <laughs> I time I did this, I wound up you know having somebody in Germany wanting my head and 9.3 million people uh, retweeting me. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble now. Oh, look where it's got to you now. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, be, yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, me busy. you're gonna get lots of follows. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, <laughs> I do it for the follows. It's like it's uh, of course. Uh, what was that? Limp Biscuit. I do it all for the Nookie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not doing it for Nookie. No, no. <laughs> you don't have a cavalcade hanging outside your Follow, house. Is your wife follows are mine. No, I don't think follows so. are mine, Nookie. <laughs> so let me ask yeah. you a, a, this question too: uh, Has there been any developments on your side about the Maui thing? 
Um, yeah, lots of developments, but what would you like to know? Because I've been covering a lot on my show, uh, but I, I yeah, I'm right. kind of curious, like, what are you, what are you looking the for? Children aspect of it. Children aspect. Children yeah, aspect so actually, uh, the FBI has uh, recently started publishing lists uh, from Lahaina with who's missing. So they're finally starting to get a little bit more of uh, transparency. They've moved in to try to find the children, which I think is uh, excellent. It's something that's much needed for transparency. Uh, the children's death count is starting to go up, but I'm hearing from people on the ground uh, some really sombering news as well. And they're telling me that the reason why the death toll has been suppressed in the news is because when they're going to find bodies, there's literally nothing left. That it's a, it's a, a situation where it's an ash field. And so yeah. to look at every individual, they're going, we don't know how many people have died. We can't give you a number. We don't know how many children it's been. And so uh, it's, that's just really sombering and sad news to think that, you know, it's not all conspiracy as to why they're not saying that these numbers, it's literally, they don't know. So they brought the FBI yeah. in at this point, they could do a kind of a search to see if they found themselves on other parts of the island. Uh, is it possible they wound up with bad actors at some point in time? Uh, they're trying to get to the bottom of all of that. Yeah, yeah that's that's really sad. The number that I heard is that it's, it's two times the amount of children uh, casualties or child casualties compared to adults. So if you have a thousand adults, it's going to be 2000 kids. I didn't hear that. So, uh, I I've heard that the numbers total of deceased, they're thinking is going to be around 2000. Um, right. and the elderly so far from what's being reported, the elderly were the uh, worst of the casualties number wise. Um, oh. but you know, if you, then there's, there's a, an account at this point, it's called Maui alerts on Facebook. So I would tell, mm. you know, listeners and viewers to go check out that account as well. Um, he's been great because he's actually there. He's got this, uh, really popular age to begin with. And he's saying that they're expecting the children number to be closer to about 500. Uh, so, um, Okay. If we want to correct that well, because that's a lot better than 2000, but 500 children yeah. dead, 500 children dead is still absolutely uh, horrendous. horrendous. And yeah, I, I just don't have the words like it's yeah, tragic. It is. It's absolutely yeah. tragic. It's, it's awful, but I will say this children are getting a lot smarter and they're starting to stand up for themselves, especially when they have little flags on their backpacks. Now little yellow flags with rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah, you saw that. I was so happy about that kid and his mom. Jaden Rodriguez. Standing up to that. Right. You did a show on it. I did a show on it. I was so happy that kid stood up, and I was so happy that mother backed him yeah. up. Because how many times have we seen in these classrooms all the rainbow flags and the BLM flags? And yep. how many pronouns to use? Finally, somebody is using the system against itself. Because I also want people to start looking into the anti-bullying policies in all of these That's, school districts yes. because if it goes one way it can certainly go another for the conservatives yeah, right? that, if you don't want that Stop bullying me. I want to be a boy. <laughs> That's the entire point of my Thursday show was I went through the Harrison school district Two code of conduct that would be well with the Frary school where he went the or Vanguard school where he was a student. So I, I covered that pretty extensively and I read to everybody what the code of conduct says about dress code, what the expectations, what his rights and responsibilities are. 
And uh, what it comes down to at the end of the day is simple. He was the one being harassed. He was the one being bullied because the teachers or the administrators, whoever it is in that building, are too stupid to know history. And by kicking the ball down to the district, what what's that going to do? Uh, thank God Governor Paulus from uh, Colorado was like, no, I support the Gaston flag. And the school was absolutely wrong in what they did to this poor student. I hope they sue the living hell out of the Vanguard School and the Harrison School District, because I told everybody on the show, the one thing that people don't read when they send their student to school is the student handbook. And it's like reading the Constitution. How are you going to know your constitutional rights if you don't read them and understand them? How are you going to know your student rights if you don't read the handbook and code of conduct and understand it? And this young man was poised. He was dressed to impress. He took it like a champ kept his chin up the entire time. And basically he stood uh, absolutely uh, like a warrior in the face of adversity. And so hats off to that guy. If I had a hat, I chip it to him because that is, <laughs> that is awesome. So did you see what James O'Keefe did with OMG? So James O'Keefe was in a coffee Hot shop, on the heels. right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I was talking about the what, the school board. I did not. Go, go ahead. Tell us about it. Okay. So in New Jersey, oddly enough, the, the New Jersey school board officials were calling police on citizens that they don't recognize who look, quote unquote, Trumpish. So what's the definition of Trumpish? Is it orange skin? Is it hair? Is it what? Billions of dollars? <laughs> You're a president? Uh, and they, police actually backed up these people that felt uncomfortable about the Trumpish thing. And they said that uh, they were working with school officials to scan license plates of all attendees who looked, quote unquote, different. <laughs> are we, so please. We are in 1984. Oh, God. And then there's a follow-up. Shortly after uh, we exposed shocking viral body camage footage, body cam body cam footage, excuse me, of cops questioning citizens' rights to attend school board meetings and other chilling behavior, New Jersey police ca captain announces review for deficiencies of officers' conduct. Yes. <laughs> really, a deficiencies. Is that what you're calling it now? <laughs> Tell me. All right. Listeners, what does a Trumper look like? I mean, do, do you have to wear the red hat in order to look like somebody of Trump? Or are they saying somebody who is a white male in their late 40s and 50s might be a Trumper? Um, do you need to drive a pickup truck to be a Trumper or can you drive a Corolla? <laughs> I mean, uh, are you a Trumper if you're holding a McDonald's uh, value meal because he likes his value meals? Are you a Trumper if you have a Don't Tread on Me sticker on your book bag? Are you a Trumper because um, maybe your hair is just a little bit odd uh, on the top, looking a little too orange and, and coiffed? I mean, what does a Trumper look like, Chris Michaels? Or, or maybe it's an action. Maybe a Trumper mm. likes to grab people by the... Oh. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going there. But I mean... Maybe that's what was going on at this school board meeting. Everybody was groping. But, one but that's that that's, must be Trumpish. That's that's only in the dressing room. That's only in the dressing room oh, in Manhattan, okay. uh, where that happens. You know, and you know when you're coming on to somebody like a dog, right? Uh, you know, isn't that what he said to Billy Baldwin? 
I think so. It's all stupid. I know. Or maybe, maybe all these Trumpers were, um, they, they were urinating on beds and seats and stuff like that. Like Trump was the golden showers. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Oh, here's another little tidbit before we. Before I was going to say maybe on. all the Trumpers are inciting a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they're all wearing masks, too. Right? <laughs> oh, those must be the Trumpers. So here's an interesting little tidbit I heard this week. Uh, you, do you remember Christopher Steele? Yes. Okay, so he was in charge of the Russiagate document and all yep. this other stuff, right? Paid for by the DNC. Yeah. So Christopher... Uh-huh. So we remember, going back to your story a little bit, because I just thought of it now, uh, Prigozhin dying and then reappearing in Africa. Mm-hmm. Right? So... There were people that said, oh, he's dead. It's probably because of Putin. So we're going to go march on Moscow yet again if we find the evidence. That came from Christopher Steele. Uh. <laughs> and the British were using it. <laughs> okay, so he's going to be right this time, I promise you. <laughs> Part three, it's a doozy. <laughs> Watch out. Because that's the thing, like Christopher Steele, I, 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 off the top of my brain, I don't remember it exactly, but he was tied to like Yahoo or something. And he already had something that was really skeptical in his career before he was hired to do the whole DNC bidding for the, the golden shower papers, the Russia collusion hoax. And so now him trying to give more information. I mean, this is kind of like, Really, who's listening to this guy at this point in time? The fact that this is even getting published by the BBC or whoever was reporting this in England is a travesty, and it just continues to show there is no standards in journalism. There's nothing there that uh, is making sense anymore. That's that's real sad. It is. It is. It's, it's terribly sad. And there's got to be some kind of give on this stuff. We need to get back to some kind of morality. We need to get back to honesty and actual journalism. But if you look back in history with our kind of glasses that we view journalism with now, you can suddenly pick all that stuff out. Yeah. And you're going, oh, my gosh, like all these people that we may have really liked, like Tim Russert or uh, just, the, you know, name somebody. Right. Right. They, they all were using the same kind of language, but people were not aware of it. And I was listening to some audio from the Iraq war going into Iraq, and it didn't matter whether it was a, a Democrat or Republican. None of them were against it. Right. Not one of them. They all wanted it. It's the same thing, which brings me maybe. So my winner and loser, are you ready for that? I'm ready for your winner and loser. I'm not even sure I have a winner and loser picked yet. So I'm going to hear your picks and I'm going to pick on myself. (laughs) Got it. Don't pick on yourself. You're a good guy. Let's rock. So so my loser of the week. Oh, we're going loser first. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Yes. Is Vivek Rabasalami. Ooh, okay. Because, Because of this. Vivek, even though Trump says he's a good guy and I like him. He and his super PAC have been tied to Jeffrey Epstein allies. In fact, it was tied to Miss Sweden, who was, in fact, dating Jeffrey Epstein for a couple of years before she found her current husband. And they remained friends throughout all of the pedophilia and child trafficking allegations and, you know, arrests, right? So for me, Vivek Rabasalami along with how he wants to create human chimeras. He was all about masking, all about vaccines. Please 
just save yourself the trouble. And oh, by the way, did you see the videos that came out where he was in town halls lobbing softballs with Pete Buttigieg yes. on MSNBC? Yeah, okay, so enough is enough. He's a Democrat plant. Please stop it. You're a loser. Go away. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you guys don't get an opportunity, make sure you go over to uh, Chris Michaels' uh, Twitter page or X page, whatever the cool kids are calling it nowadays, because he has the uh, video from MSNBC of a young Pete Buttigieg and a young Vivek Ramaswamy asking questions to political candidates, but it looks so conveniently staged. So conveniently staged. So if you go to at last call caravan, give him a follow, but you'll be able to see there. Uh, he's posted that and that that was really well an odd and seen I, my loser. My loser of the week is none other of Fanny Willis, because if you didn't see Ooh. on Thursday, Fanny Willis has decided that everything is going to be allowed to be shown on television as well as streamed to all social media platforms, which means in the midst of an actor strike of a writer's strike where there's no content, Fanny Willis is doing the bidding of Hollywood. And let's face it, Hollywood has wanted this showdown for a long time. It's almost like they concocted that, hey, you know what? Maybe it'll be great if we don't come back from strike right now, just so we can see Trump's trial. And so I'm making Fannie Willis the loser of the week, not because it shouldn't be televised, not because I don't believe in transparency. I'm making her the loser because she is so singularly focused on having all of these 18 individuals trialed on television and having Donald Trump on television that I want to know where this legal system that she represents was during Jeffrey Epstein. I want to know where this legal system was during Ghislaine Maxwell. How come we were allowed to watch Amber Heard, or as I like to call her, Amber Turd and Johnny Depp? But we cannot, <laughs> we cannot, you know, see Jeffrey Epstein. We can't see Maxwell. But now when it's politically motivated, watch, we're going to see Donald Trump. And you know what? I hope it all completely backfires and blows up in her face. I really do. That stated. I love it. I love the fact it's going to be televised because I will be glued to the television set. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I know, I'm not going to lie. Let me add one more thing about Vivek. Vivek, when he got out of law school, decided to work for a law firm that was in the Virgin Islands. And that would potentially tie him to Jeffrey Epstein because they were all down there at around the same time. The only time I did see his law firm in a lawsuit with Jeffrey Epstein, the, um, the, his law firm was actually on the defendant side. Jeffrey Epstein was suing Citigroup uh, for whatever reason. So it looks like that Vivek's law firm was against Epstein, but that doesn't mean they're against them all the time. Just find it very odd. Uh, are you Can ready? I defend what, Vivek for that? just a quick moment? Sure. So you're not going to hear these words come out of my mouth too often because I have not been defending the guy on my podcast. In fact, I've done two shows, one on After Dark and then on my own show where I completely destroyed the guy. But he posted something that he got me, right? I know that he's posting things just to get people to listen. I know that he's saying crap just to get you on his side. And this morning, I see his poster yesterday morning, actually. And I'm like, oh, God, why do I agree with him? Why do I agree with him? <laughs> he said that the greatest threat to America right now is CBDCs, central bank digital Ooh. currency. And he said if he becomes president, he would end all central bank digital currencies as related to the United States involvement with it. So I commented on, does this mean you would end the Fed? I've not heard an answer from this, but look, if Ramaswamy could end the Fed, 
and keep us out of central bank digital currencies, that's a feather in his hat. Whether he's a Democrat in sheep's clothing or not, um, that might earn some support from me. I'm not going to lie. That is a tough one. Yeah, that sounds really good. He's the only one talking about it. I'll vote for that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. See, I thought that <laughs> oh, get you. Man. I, I just torpedoed my own worst of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Go for your winner. <laughs> my winner is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is the winner of the week because he went on, what is it, a Adam Carolla's mm -hmm. podcast, right? Yep. And he said the way they're taking this is that they want to assassinate Trump. And he's absolutely correct because they're running out of um, arrows in their quiver. It, this is not going to stop until Election Day. And another reason why I like Tucker for this week is because he just flat out said, I want to interview Vladimir Putin. And he will piggyback Putin's interview with the leader of Hungary's interview, which I thought was a magnificent interview that he posted up this week. It's not long. It's maybe 20, 30 minutes. But it is exactly what we need to hear. And he sounds like a true leader over there in Hungary. And I said this on my podcast, the way Tucker Carlson is talking when he was in Hungary, mm -hmm. apologizing for the United States, he sounds like he's ready for office, whether that's VP or cabinet position. And it could be this administration. It could be the following administration because he's a relatively young guy. I don't think he's presidential. But I do think he's got his eye on some kind of cabinet position. I agree with you. He's definitely setting himself up. Uh, I wouldn't be so shocked. I said that Donald Trump, if he is the presidential nominee, I can picture him pick, picking two people for vice president. And I don't know which one he'd pick. The first one I think is a slam dunk. He's got to pick Donald Trump Jr. If it's Donald Trump Jr. Ooh. and Donald Trump, I think yeah. that's a winning ticket. I, I, I just... I don't see him doing it, but if he did, it's a slam dunk. I mean, people like Donald Trump Jr. The only people that don't like Donald Trump Jr. are the left, and that's a slam dunk for the entire debates. I would watch a debate of Kamala Harris versus Donald Trump Jr. any night of the week and enjoy the absolute <laughs> living hell out of it. But that's not what we're here for. My winner of the week. Oh, the other person was Tucker Carlson. I can pick, picture Donald Trump picking either of them. Now, my winner of the week is actually ironically should be of no surprise to chris michaels my winner of the week is vivek ramaswamy oh <laughs> he's the winner of the week and the reason he's the winner of the week is because nothing is sticking to this guy he's just getting his profile higher and higher everybody's talking about him about look at this young guy look at this young guy who's running for president it's such a refreshing thing to see in the republican party right now He's saying all the right things. He's bringing the base back to the Republican Party. Look, I'm not saying that I like Ramaswamy. In fact, I think that he is very bad for the country. I think that uh, people are being bamboozled by him, but he's the winner of the week because it's working. It's working because he's up in points and DeSantis's <laughs> campaign put a lid on it this week while they dealt with the hurricane. And now there's talk that DeSantis is thinking about dropping out of the race because he realizes there's not a path forward for him. And if that's the case, then Ramaswamy is the super winner of the week because that means he is now the front runner next to Trump. There's, there's it's, it's literally Trump, DeSantis, and then we got Ramaswamy right next to him. And then we got Nikki Haley. That's the order of preference right now for people. So if the Santa drops out, I say most of that support goes to Ramaswamy. And at that point in time, he becomes a uh, formidable foe against Donald Trump. So he is the winner of the week. He's done a great job on social media in order to build his brand, even though I can't stand the message. I don't believe in it. 
I didn't know we were picking super winners. That's the biggest news for me. So, <laughs> Rama Salami is the super winner. Okay. Rama Salami. <laughs> I, I messed up his name one night. I was trying to breeze through a story. I, I just fumbled. All these syllables came out of my mouth, tumbling out of, out of a... That's awesome. It's like a bunch of water balloons tumbling out of a funnel. All over the place. So that's it. It's just stuck with me. Rabba Salami. All right. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to put this post up. Yes. About I've got the loser as Rabba Salami. You've got the winner as Rama Salami. Right. And uh, so we're going to see who wins this because my eyebrows are on the line. I'm losing desperately. And Christmas is rapidly approaching. Yep. And it's going to. So we've got to settle this score one way. It's going to be another. a very Merry Christmas for me when I see you without <laughs> you. your eyebrows. What a gift that will be. He's going to have two bows over top. Yeah. <laughs> <as> his eyebrows. <laughs> going to have just very thin lines, thin red lines. I used to work with a woman that had the micro needling and oh, tattooed God. eyebrows. Look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. So I, I. So that's it. I think that's good. We'll put a little exclamation point above each eyebrow. <laughs> Do you know why? No. I kind of made this joke last week, but now I'm giving a, a punchline because then you'll always look shocked. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's a terrible. The look of surprise. That is a. That's an awful it joke. Is. I right. mean, that's like it's the, the one dad jokes. The, I'm sorry. I, I yeah, it certainly. I used is. to like what I had know. like a dad joke. Uh, you know, folder. And so, like, what is email's least favorite food? Uh, spam. It's me. Oh, yeah, see. Oh. All right. I think that's the end of the show. Oh. I think that that is that's, <laughs> that's that means it. it's time to Good go. Night, Good night, everybody. <laughs> We've hit the dad joke section. We're telling puns, and that means we if need to end this. <laughs> head your way to the exits. We've wrapped up the Friday recap. Hey, everybody, all the listeners, I want to remind you all to go over and follow Last Call Caravan on X Twitter, as well as go listen to his podcast on spotify or anywhere you get your podcast it's called the last call podcast with chris michaels uh go support his show uh he's always a joy to have here as for my show america emboldened a reminder to everybody starting next week hate to disappoint everybody but we're going down the three shows a week why am i going down the three shows a week well that extra time is going to allow me to do more twitter spaces it's going to allow me to do more video content and bring shows like this one directly to you guys so if you're looking for more content from me because you don't see me on the america out loud side monday or tuesday and thursdays understand tuesdays and thursdays there will be content up online you will still be able to join me and i look forward to having the live with bolden uh from american bolden directly with you all right everybody that's it that's all we hope we honored your time well we'll be back on monday with both of our shows go check them out hope that you have a great weekend you've been listening to america emboldened with greg bolden and chris michaels be bold america <laughs>